Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey folks, it seems as if everyone has a podcast now, but in order to rise above all the noise, get all of your podcast equipment through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Cables, adapters, sound cards, headphones, microphones, literally everything you need to start your own podcast, and it's all available with next day free shipping with Amazon Prime. Yep. Amazon has everything, and so can you when you go shopping through our Amazon link at bobseska.com. Just click the all-caps Amazon link just beneath the logo, and you're all set. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you go shopping as normal, but because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Thank you for shopping through our Amazon link, and now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Mr. President, huh? Congress is considering four articles of impeachment. Yeah. For what? They're very serious charges, sir. First, abuse of power. Yeah. Second, the obstruction of justice. Yeah, what else? Third, the failure to uh, cooperate with the Congress. Yeah. And uh, last, uh, bombing Cambodia, sir. They can't impeach me for bombing Cambodia. The president can bomb anybody he likes. That's true. Well, we'll, we'll win that one, sir, but the other three... Hey, you know, Fred, they sell tickets. It's wrong. They sell tickets to an impeachment like a damn circus. <laughs> okay, so they impeach me. Well, fuck them. <laughs> well, then, sir, we'll uh, have to deal with the possibility of removal from office, loss of pension, possibly... possibly even prison. What I know about this country, I could rip it apart. If they want a public humiliation, that's what they'll get. Yes, they will. I will never resign this office. Never. What the fuck have I? What's in there? Uh, the POWs and their families, the event. Fire him. Who? Cox, Archibald Cox, fire him. That's uh... But, sir, he works for the Attorney General. Only Richardson can fire him. May I echo my concern here, sir? Really? Then I... tell Richardson to fire him. Well, Richardson won't do that, sir. He'll resign. The hell he will, fire him, too. If you have to go all the way down to the janitor of the Justice Department, fire that son of a bitch. He's Mr. President. Now, there's some people, and we both know them, Al. Think you can go stand in the middle of the bullring and cry, mea culpa, mea culpa, while the crowd is hissing and booing and spitting on you? But a man doesn't cry. I don't cry. You don't cry. You fight. Mom, I want a vape. Bob Seska. If you vote for me, all of your wildest dreams will come true. The Bob Seska Show. Mom, I want a vape. Yeah, I do too. From our nation's capital, it is Thursday, September 12, 2019, and this is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. They make the greatest soap in the world. Go buy lots of soap. Oh, and by the way, hi, my name is Bob. What's up? Hello, Bob. Hi, day 966 of the Trump crisis. Day one of the impeachment of Donald Trump. Yes, indeed. Fucking A, yeah. Very impeachment day. Yeah, absolutely. 417 days until the 2020 presidential election. And let's do this. It is the Goth Ninjas for three-way Thursday. Jody Hamilton from the From the Bunker podcast from dash the dash bunker.com. Also sexyliberal.com. And T-Rex David Ferguson from the T-Rex Report podcast. Patreon.com slash the T-Rex report. Namaste, cocksuckers. <laughs> <laughs> the impeachment of Donald Trump begins today. God damn it. God I, damn it. I love it so much. I guess, you know what? We could probably get rid of your uh, goth ninjas music and maybe do this. Silence. 
There we go. There we go. Okay, so Jerry Nadler just uh, announced it. I mean, it wasn't the most pulse-pounding set of remarks from the Nads. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was great. It was great to finally hear this. It was great to know that everything's finally underway with, uh, again, I can't say this enough, the impeachment of Donald Trump. Sweet, merciful crap! So uh, we are uh, all set to go. Here is, uh, let me see here. Let me get rid of that music and let's see if we can... Uh, bring up Jerry Nadler here. This is Jerry Nadler just a couple minutes ago. This morning, the Judiciary Committee adopted amended procedures to enable us to more effectively carry on the investigation that we're involved with. This investigation will allow us to determine whether to recommend articles of impeachment with respect to President Trump. Some call this process an impeachment inquiry. Some call it an impeachment investigation. Yeah. There is no legal difference between these terms, and I no, no longer care to argue about nomenclature. By the way, investigation, just easier to say. So I'm going with that. Right. I just want to add that right here in the middle of the thing. But what we are doing is carrying on an, inquire, an investigation. Yeah, see, see he couldn't <laughs> say it. I told you he's, you know, he's having trouble, too. Whether to recommend, uh, to determine whether to recommend articles of impeachment against the president. With these new procedures, we will begin next week. An aggressive series of hearings uh, investigating allegations of corruption, obstruction, and abuse of power against the president. Mm -hmm. The investigation will go well beyond the four corners of the Mueller report, and we will be starting with with our first hearing on September 17th. We expect, among others, we expect Mr. Lewandowski Lewandowski to testify. Thank you very much. Thank God. Thank God. Sweet, merciful crap. Finally, uh, I some... wonder if Lewandowski will try to do his whole pugilistic, like you can't lay a finger on me thing. Yeah, of course, TV. of course he will. Of course he will. I mean, did you see uh, one of the guys from? Uh, I think it was. Uh, well, one of the immigration services was uh, testifying before Congress yesterday. It was a horrible, horrible scene. I don't necessarily want to get into it now. But, uh, I mean, once again, one of the Trump administration people doing their best impression of this. You, you can, and, you and, can. And, oh, and, that was when Ayanna Presley was asking him, do you not know these things? Or yeah. Or are you just not telling us? Yeah, and his answer was. You, you can, you do, you, you want. I don't know if they're ordered to refuse answering or if they're. Be, I mean, this guy was saying that he was uh, acting on the advice of counsel. So I guess that <sighs> is. Uh, like a Fifth Amendment thing, maybe, but without I saying. I just look at him, and I think this little pipe cleaner man, this like CrossFitter in a men's warehouse suit, is in charge <laughs> of life and death issues. Uh, yeah, over people in cages and immigration. You know, just right. Well, I mean, that's why I think Corey Lewandowski is going to do the same thing. He's going to pull the same crap because if he at all, and I'm trying to remember, was he, uh, Jody, do you recall if he worked in the White House at any point, Corey Lewandowski, or he was just a campaign guy? He has not. I think he was just on the campaign. I don't think he ever technically worked for the White House, right? Um, Yeah, you're right. You're right. But uh, actually now it doesn't even matter because now that I'm thinking about it, uh, the fact that he worked on the campaign still means that he probably signed an NDA, which again... Anyone who's signed an NDA or anyone who's been working around Donald Trump has signed an NDA, which is probably why they keep doing this at the congressional you, hearings. You and, can do and this so. Is, you, like you, the official, you, you, official sound you, of Trump's NDAs right here. Jill Weinbank said on Stephanie's show yesterday that because they're making it official, that now the Article 3 of the Constitution comes in so that the Judiciary Committee is more like a... a the Article Three, which is the judicial side of the right. Constitution, so they can actually haul people into jail, and because of that, Don McGahn, because he's a lawyer, no matter what, even with client privilege, if he's subpoenaed to talk, he now can waive that privilege, legally speaking, if he is yeah. forced to testify. Which means everybody should be able to be forced to testify, even with an illegal NDA. Yeah, that's right. I mean, there's all kinds of uh, judicial side things that right. uh, are now getting these new powers. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So it, it limits mm-hmm. Trump's ability to stall this in court. And remember, as far as the timing goes, I think I mentioned this on Tuesday's show. I'm not so concerned about this fear mongering about Nancy Pelosi allegedly trying to run out the clock or anything like that with regard to. To 
the timing of the impeachment versus the election coming up next year. Mm-hmm. I think the way we need to look at this is you know, maybe they get a, a floor vote on impeachment at some point, on articles of impeachment at some point this year, or uh, maybe in the first half of next year, something like that. But if they don't get around to it uh, as quickly, Think of these hearings and the subsequent impeachment vote on the floor as being kind of an an insurance policy uh, that if Donald Mm. Trump ends up getting reelected, there is this impeachment thing that is dangling over his head. Locked and loaded. And that's the thing that we can at least find in terms of a sliver of maybe some kind of hope if the in the off chance that Donald Trump gets reelected next year. And I think the best approach for all of us is to assume that he is going to be reelected and for us to behave accordingly, for us to strategize along those lines, to not only prepare ourselves emotionally, but actually to push our candidates, maybe push for increased unity on the Democratic side so that we're as strong Mm -hmm. as possible. And that, of course, leads us to a discussion about the Democratic debate tonight. Um, Can I butt in really quick and just say one thing really shallow? Okay. Yes, please. I have. I, just, I don't like the word impeachment. It sounds too pleasant. It sounds like getting packed with peaches, which are lovely, and maybe some mint leaves. I think we need to start calling it like entarment. You know, entarment. So or it's like not. In, it doesn't. In you know? And you're saying so it doesn't have a relationship to peaches. And it so, just doesn't sound quite so pleasant. You know, I mean, it's, it, I'd like to be impeached, like in a large bathtub, perhaps. <laughs> and some slices, you know, like. Yeah. Well, you know, I always think when I think of the word impeachment, I always think of the next Ben and Jerry's flavor. Impeach. Right. Man. Peach mint, right? right? So it's a combination of peach and mint. Does that is that an awful combination? Sounds to me. It might be a little weird, but if you could work in a julep (laughs) angle, oh yeah, sure, that might tie it together. Right, right. Well, doesn't Chris Lavoie have a band in masculine candle called impeachment? Oh, he should. If he doesn't already, I'll check. I'll check, homocam- I'll check homocandleguy.com. Hold on. Yes, Chris Lavoy, if you're listening, you can have impeachment as a, your next banded masculine candle. I believe he does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, In fact, uh, make sure to put a little asterisk next to it and credit Jody Hamilton for that one. And, and the oh, box no, no, no. Show, it's, it, this was his idea for sure. It wasn't mine. So. Oh, was it really his? Well, he, no, yeah, he's. I believe he has it. Hold on. Oh my God, go. does he already have that? I mean, he's on top of this if he is. And we're talking about connections. You know, I cannot recommend my twin brother's podcast highly enough. It's called the Crash and Ride Report, and he interviews musicians about mental health struggles. And oh, yeah. some of the episodes have been absolutely just heartbreakingly beautiful. And yes. you just realize the strength yeah. that people have and the things that they've overcome in a system that's set up to make mental health services available only to the wealthiest. Um, and yeah, well, Crash and Ride, it's on iTunes, wherever you get. Is this okay? Yeah. <laughs> Do I need, I mean, am I going to get in trouble for promoting my brother's thing when you've got other promoters Yes, I'll, I'll be sending you the citation in the mail. <laughs> yes, he will need that. No, he does. It's called impeachment, and it smells. It has a combination of peppermint and rosemary that will eliminate the stench of tanning oil and Cheeto dust. Oh, gotcha. fantastic. Okay. I had no idea. See, I'm not up to speed on all my banded masculine flavors and, and smells <laughs> and fragrances. and. Yeah, it's not, it wouldn't be. I wouldn't describe it as flavors because you don't eat the banded masculine candles. You oh actually, no, you can because he has he has a he has a uh, coffee and cereal milk and a donut one now. So all you have to do is light them all, and that's breakfast. And and then pour it into a bowl and and get a right. big giant it's wooden spoon. Breakfast. It's just <laughs> yeah. a wet dream. I mean, we ate those wax lips when we were kids. Totally, that's true. The, the T <laughs> you know? the T and T Rex stands for tangential. So that's yeah. it. <laughs> Oh no, truly. Thank you for playing if you're a phone friend of mine, you know not to get on the phone with me without an exit strategy. <laughs> like, because I mean, oh, it will true. just keep going yeah. and like and it's all interesting. I like to think yeah. people are rarely going you know, this is not very interesting. I got to go. I'm just making observations and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, oh, I know. Do you remember that party we went yes. to in 1989? Uh, yeah. Met, and they're like, yeah, uh-huh. I can't yeah. believe you remember Ooh. that. I mean, I remember it now that you mentioned it, David. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I got to go watch the grass oh, grow. Oh, yeah, yeah, please. Very rude for members. Order! Order! <laughs> 
Oh, doves. All right. Oh, doves. Okay. All right. Goth ninjas. Here we go. The Dem debate tonight. The Democrats are on TV tonight debating. You know, I think I need to listen to your brother's podcast because I need some mental health help with this whole Democratic primary process. I just wanted to get all entirely over with as quickly as Mm -hmm. possible. I'm just in this mode right now where everything that's going on with the Democratic primary, I'm just like, "Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Let's just get to the nomination and just move forward and get Trump. We got to do that. We got to let's go. Let's get past all of this. These technical things that we have to do, like primaries and caucuses and debates and things like that, move on. And, and the shame of it is, is I've always looked forward to presidential campaigns. I mean, this was my area of concentration in college with a political science degree. And so I typically, I, I can't wait. It's like, a, I feel like a kid. At that Christ- was before they started a year and a half ahead of time. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not. You know, even- before they were putting up the Christmas decorations at New Year's yeah. for the next Christmas. <laughs> you know, like that's, I mean, as soon as the 2018 race was over, we started having to deal with 2020 yeah. and there's no governing going on. Mm-hmm. It's just campaign, 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 campaign. Yeah. Not that you can do any governing in the current environment up there. Um, I'm just like, it's too early. None of it matters. It's going to be garbage. It's going to be PR speak. It's just going to be like holding a seashell to your ear yeah. and listening to the, <sighs> Right, right. It's going to be as much neutral because, like, what we're heading into. And if you watched Nicole Wallace, uh, Deadline White House yesterday, she had Garrett Hakon, mm-hmm. um, who is like a human blonde haired Sam the Eagle. I don't know if you've noticed this ever from the Muppets. Um, <laughs> no, I haven't. And he usually keeps a very straight face. And he was just saying, you know, we're looking forward to one of the most negative campaigns yeah. in, uh, you know, U.S. history. And Nicole Wallace was like, well, thanks for selling it to me. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it's true. And it's... he cracked a smile for once and started kind of giggling. He was like, everybody tuned in. Well, I mean, that's what I mean. I don't think we're prepared. I, I don't think the the Democratic primary is going to be as awful as it was in 2016 and 2008. It can't possibly be as awful as those primaries. But the general election is going to be a fucking nightmare because Trump and the Republicans are going to go after whoever the nominee is with the same color. No matter who it is, whether it's Joe Biden in the middle or Elizabeth Warren on the left or at any point in between, it doesn't matter because whoever it is is going to be labeled as a communist and corrupt and wanting to destroy businesses and destroy jobs and to rip babies from the womb and to murder them by strangulation. I mean, that is going to be the general election. Plus, if it's Joe Biden, I suggest a slightly alternate scenario. What is that? Let's look at North Carolina. Yeah. They had the guy who was convicted of egregious election tampering. And so they reran the election with another boilerplate Republican from the state who at least wasn't the guy who bought and destroyed a bunch of absentee ballots. And sadly, he ended up winning. But I almost wonder if in the 11th hour, by the time the convention comes rolling around, the Republicans are not going to, because I feel like they're starting to peel out from it. They're just seeing what a tremendous, incoherent mess he is. Mm-hmm. I mean, he really is like a full diaper of a man. Yeah. Um, and <laughs> I just, like, I think that they may, like, try to throw in Mitt Romney or something just to save face for the next, I mean, I just. Oh, no way. No way. The Republican Party is married to Donald Trump. They're not, he, they're not separating at all. That's never going to happen. That's never going to happen until after he leaves office and then the Republicans are to be like who was that guy what was that guy did, 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 was we there just a president him. yeah we never liked him at all he was just kind of a mess and we were just uh, holding our noses and dealing with it yeah that's it because that's exactly what they did with george w bush yep. but so yeah tonight apparently uh and this is sam stein reporting this that andrew yang's campaign manager told him that uh at the debate tonight yang will be doing quote something no presidential candidate has ever done before in history Unquote, and he declined to go further than that. Is he going to do one-handed dance? push-ups? One-handed push-ups. <laughs> push-ups, going, interpretive that's, dance. That's one-handed push-ups. Good. The hula, perhaps? Uh, mime. A mime presentation. <laughs> mime. There he, that's it. He's going to do everything in mime. All of his answers will be mimed. That's brilliant. I, I hope it's just, uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for inviting me here tonight uh, for this debate. Okay, bye. I and quit. I'm dropping See you later. out. Yeah. Yeah, I'm dropping out. Bye. Yeah, maybe exactly. he'll bring a helium balloon and just do all of his answers in the mayor of Munchkin Land. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> that's good. I just, I hope it sounds like this. That's uh, Andrew Yang leaving the stage.
Meanwhile, um, you know, it seems like to me that the Democrats aren't doing all they can to annihilate Donald Trump. I feel like um, they need to recapture some of the tone that was applied to campaigning from the 2018 cycle, which was all about just getting Trump. That was the idea, to to roadblock Donald Trump on his madcap uh, clown dictator agenda. And Did you uh, see the Valerie Playmad? I yes, of course I saw the Valerie play mad. Yeah, you haven't seen it. Yeah, just being polite. No, I mean you're just being polite. <laughs> yes, I don't want to. I don't want to hurt her feelings because she listens. Yeah, I know. Um, I mean that's the right direction. I, yeah. I really yeah. feel like, especially strong women coming mm-hmm. forward and just saying, "I'm ready to throw some punches." Yeah, yeah, and just because it's just been like so many of us as voters, as citizens, as People of, you know, out groups like LGBTQ or uh, people of color. Well, we just feel like no one's hitting back. Yeah, right. We're getting hit again and again and again. And I really, that's the spirit. You're right. The Democrats need to take a fighting spirit. But why should they right now? When the man is so clearly unraveling. Well, that's it. They got to seize the initiative. He's weakened now. Take him down. You know, if he's. If he's halfway I feel like this there, is how ISIS looks at America right now. They're watching Donald Trump and the Republicans dismantle everything, and they're like, "Why should we spend the money?" In <laughs> I know. I. I. That's a whole other topic. I don't want to get off on in terms of the overseas implications of what Trump has been doing and why there hasn't been any sort of major attacks to take advantage of his erratic nature. That's I think. Just I think expensive. they just figure. Well, no, I think they just figure he's doing a good enough job himself. He's destroying yep. democracy all by himself, and they don't need to do a goddamn thing. It was like with 9-11. They did, they did this major, major attack, killed 3,000 Americans, and then we all did the rest. We all allowed mm-hmm. Bush and Cheney and Rove to just steamroll constitutional rights just willy-nilly on, on through while fear-mongering and going to war in a country that didn't attack us, et cetera, et cetera. But, I mean, the, the, going back to Donald Trump, I feel like the Democrats need to do more of that because at this point, I, I was looking at a, a poll. Uh, I, I want to say it was an Emerson poll, but I'm not exactly sure where it was. I don't have it in front of me. But it's showing that Democratic favorability is lower right now than it was leading up to the 2018 campaign. And so I feel like maybe recapturing some of the tone of 2018, which is all about mm-hmm. blocking Trump, that needs to reoccur. And uh, yeah. and all five or six of the Dem frontrunners, I mean, and I'd be happy if it was the entire stage, including stupid goddamn political tourist uh, Andrew Yang. <laughs> Uh, you know, spend a little more time just destroying Trump, annihilating him. In fact, mm-hmm. I tweeted about this, and I, I, I've got thousands of retweets so far on this thing, and indicating to me that this there's some support for this among other Democrats. I, and the main thing, what I think they need to do is start to brand all of the Trump things with the Trump name, like he does, yes. like uh, putting his name on things. Just call it the Trump crimes, Trump prison camps, Trump deficit, Trump treason, Trump bigotry, Trump dictators. Mm-hmm. You know, Trump infanticide. Infanticide. Yes. There, there you go. I mean, especially babies are dying in custody. I mean, yes, you want to talk are. about who's really killing babies yeah. in this country? It ain't the Democrats, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's just a matter of of seizing upon this guy who I don't think is as equipped as he was in 2016 to be able to deal with um, these kind of brutal attacks, the the kind that I think can really or should really be dished out against him. I just think he's more addled now. I think he's mm-hmm. more tired. I, I think, quite frankly, he's immensely exhausted, as we've observed on this show uh, for the past few weeks, that Donald Trump is is worn down. From doing nothing. Yeah, from doing exactly. nothing. Exactly. He doesn't even do TV. his job. Yeah. I mean, I know. I mean, so yesterday he was on full display once again, just weak and low T and babbling and repeating himself, just doing this. Well, he had to talk about Melania's son. Yes, this is great. This is Donald Trump yesterday talking about vaping and just stepping into a world of shit with his wife. Vaping has become a very big business, as I understand it, like a giant business in a very short period of time. But we can't allow people to get sick, and we can't have our youth be so affected. And I'm hearing it, and that's how the First Lady got involved. She's got a son together that is a a beautiful young man. 
<laughs> oh it my god! It sounds like she assembled him from a kit. <laughs> yeah. Or he's not you know, Trump. Like she ordered him from some Russian, like you know, biotechnical firm, and she just assembled an animatronic child to take into the White House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She she just got a son. She ordered on Amazon Prime. <laughs> she bought right. the. She got she, herself together a kid. The IKEA guy had to come and do a, a little bit of him. the setup. That's right. You go ahead, Judy. She she pays thirteen ninety nine a month for him. Yeah, for the prime access. It's like it's if he didn't look so much like his dad, you could question if it was Donald oh, Trump's kid. But he looks like his dad. But it, well, it's it's just like seriously, dude. I have a very sinister theory about this uh, that it wasn't just a gaffe. That I think Donald Trump has at least internally. Uh, separated himself from Barron. He doesn't want any responsibility for the genetics there because apparently, um, I, I think this is fairly common knowledge that uh, that Barron has some some spectrum issues. And Donald Trump, from his point of view, thinks that Barron is damaged, and Donald Trump obviously reveres his own genetics and uh, probably has you know distanced himself emotionally from the existence of his latest uh, child. So uh-huh. uh, I, I think that's what motivated that to put a more serious <laughs> tone on that ridiculous and awful gaffe. Uh, but uh, I'm pretty sure, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Donald Trump uh, slept in the yard last night. <laughs> Because, I mean, I don't think Melania is letting him sleep in the White House. This lady got involved, and she's got a son together that is a a beautiful young man, and she feels very, very strongly about it. Yeah, that was one of those cases where he tried to fix his fuck up almost right away. He said, she's got a son, and then he's like, together? (laughs) Meaning, Meaning we have this son together, and did I mention he's mine too? No. Um, and you know, I think it ends up making it sound like, like I said, like she assembled him from some kind of cybernetic kit. Yeah, exactly. You know, like she pitched a tent. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, and he continued here about vaping and blurted another classic Trump ridiculous quote. Actually vaping as it pertains to innocent children and they're coming home and they're saying, mom, I want to vape. Fact check. Oh my God. No one's saying, mom, I want to (laughs) vape. No. no, they're vaping behind the bicycle shed. Hoping their mom doesn't yeah. find out. I mean, what happened? You to, know, did when Barron... I started smoking again, I, that was how I started. Was you know the kids I was working with, their food service people. So if you, you can't really smoke a cigarette in the middle of something and walk back to a table smelling of smoke, so they all have jewels. Oh, right. and the jewel gives yeah. you like a blast of like a whole cigarette's worth of nicotine in one go. And yeah. I'd be like, hey. You know, Lena, can we go outside and hit your jewel? Which I thought, that sounds so dirty. Well, I mean, I, you um. know, I, I understand, and that raises a good point. I understand the concept of wanting to protect the children. I mean, that kind of makes sense. But at the same time, our, children aren't the only ones using vapes. They're not the only ones who are getting lung disease from these vape pens. I mean, there's 400 people, I think, now, we reported uh, on last week's After Party, who have had this mysterious lung disease as a consequence of uh, using vape pens, specifically mm-hmm. the jewel ones. And so it seems like Donald Trump focusing on the kids is just one part of the problem. It's adults, too. And it's I mean, the main part of the problem is this is the Republican myopia. Yeah. They believe that anything bad that happens to adults is a result of their own bad choices. I feel like he's regulating this, but he's deregulating all of the other crap that is going to cause cancer clusters and all the rest of it. I mean, one of the first things he did... Well, it's like talking about video games after a a gun massacre. Yeah, yeah. But but one of the first things he did out of the shoot, one of the first things he did after being inaugurated was to deregulate mining companies that wanted to dump toxic sludge into rivers and streams. That is okay. I mean, we got to deregulate that but we have to regulate vape pens because it just seems to be they're just selectively regulating shit. And it doesn't make any sense. Come on, whatsoever. there was one mildly unsuccessful, completely unsuccessful shoe bomber. Yeah, I know. Right. But we have been taking off our shoes to get on the motherfucking plane yeah. for how, like 12 years? I mean, 16 years now, 17 years? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's just the way. And I, nobody even got hurt. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, same with the underwear bomber. But thank God we don't have to take our underwear off at the security lines. Um, but you know the other <laughs> the other comparison here with vaping, uh, regulating vaping, but not regulating, of course, guns. 
Uh, John Fugelsang tweeted this the other day. He said, vaping has now killed six Americans, but the National Vape Association reminds you that more vapes would have prevented that. So we have to sell yes. many, many more vapes. It's just like the, the, you know, it's it's the gun regulation thing. You know, we're we're it, we're okay with regulating this constitutional right, the freedom of choice to be able to pollute your own lungs, but we're not willing to regulate firearms, which you know are murdering uh, dozens and dozens of people seemingly every other day. Again, it's just it's selective outrage, selective regulation. Obviously, it's all contradictory and none of it makes any sense because it is the clown dictator. It is the Trump administration where nothing makes sense anymore. All right. Well, the one thing that still does make sense is our favorite bugger off bug repellent at buggeroffbomb.com. If you're tired of bug bites, as I am, and I'm sick and tired not only of bug bites, but having to put on that store-bought bug repellent that smells chemically and sticky on your skin. It's just unpleasant. So finally, I heard from Karen Reese in the wilds of the Pacific Northwest. She's got this great product called Bugger Off Bug Repellent. It's got a straightforward ingredients list, never anything toxic. It's easy to travel with and a teeny tiny tin that fits in your pocket and doesn't leak. It's made specifically for everyone. It is nasty, chemical free. No more DEET. Thank God. Fuck you, DEET. It is kind to the uh, environment and to humans and it contains two key ingredients for fighting pesky bugs and other creepy crawlies. Eucalyptus and citronella is in there. It also contains non-GMO soybean oil, beeswax, thyme, rosemary, cedarwood, geranium, basil, and so much more. And by the way, as I said, it smells way better than the store-bought repellents. Bugger off smells clean and fresh, and it's not going to stain your clothing. Plus, no more skeeter bites. It's another line of defense against any insect-borne disease. It's just $10.95 at buggeroffbomb.com. Bookmark it now, buggeroffbomb.com. And you can use our promo code BOBC for 15% off your entire order. Support this show by supporting Bugger Off Bomb and stay bug-free all summer long. Again, that's www.buggeroffbomb.com or just click the link on the podcast page. And uh, we thank you. The Bob Seska Show. This is a uh, project called Three Force, and this feature is one of our favorites here on the show, Megan McDuffie on vocals. The song is called hey. Promises, uh, link in the description. We need more independent music. Um, make sure to submit your uh, your band. You can't submit someone else's band. You need to submit your own music. Uh, BobSeska.com slash music. Thank you in advance for doing that. Okay. Okay, by the next show, we'll be ready. I'm going to have it ready for you by the next show. What? Cross my heart. Swear to God. The, the Compromat record. Oh, oh, great. Okay. I already have the Compromat record. Well, you have a like unauthorized bootleg. Of <laughs> <laughs> I have the Japanese import you of Compromat. I have it. Um, Jody and... Lonnie has Ma, it. And uh, an artist named Casey Burns and my one cousin are the only people who have... have and, and, oh, so Jody gets it, but I don't. <laughs> and you, you haven't settled on a name for the band yet? You haven't settled on where you're going to well, about Well, Compromat is it. We're just charging forward and we'll see what happens because it's such a fucking awesome name and I've had it since 2016. I, the first time I heard the word, I was like, that's my new band name. Yeah. And I will fight all comers until someone takes it away from me. And you have like um, a... Fa- th- your Facebook page for that went up before the French Compromat yeah, band, right? Yeah, before that. Okay, yeah. well, so then you've got, you've got evidence that you were first. You had it first. So they have to yes. change. They have to become the new Compromat. That's what they're going to rename themselves, the new Compromat. Um, right. Okay, so John Bolton may have leaked to the press about nuking hurricanes. <laughs> so that may... <laughs> that's the, oh, is that that's where the, that came from? That is the latest revelation on the John Bolton resignation from the other day. Uh, according to CBS News, three sources directly involved tell CBS News that the main irritant that drove Mr. Trump to distraction was his belief that Bolton or those close to Bolton 
leaked a story about Mr. Trump asking about whether nuclear weapons could be used to abate hurricanes. Oh, goody. Mom, I want to vape. Uh, <laughs> this is, uh, yeah, this is a little additional bit of information about n- nuking hurricanes. It's unclear as to whether or not Trump actually said that or whether they're suggesting that John Bolton made it all up or one of John Bolton's staffers made it up and then leaked it to the press. I'm going to assume that he really did say that because that's the kind of shit mm-hmm. that Donald Trump says. And the fact that uh, John Bolton leaked it out or one of the staffers leaked it out, uh, that further proves it. You know, it's the onion zone yeah. that we've passed into where <laughs> you yeah. can't tell sometimes whether or not what you're reading is parody, if it's Andy Borowitz or it's, you know, Muggsy. Right. Um, yeah. His well, name suddenly escapes my mind. What's his name? Muggsy, John, uh, Robert Costa. Robert Costa. Yeah, there you go. Uh, meanwhile, Tucker Carlson called uh, John Bolton a man of the left. And my res- my response to that is yeah. left of what? Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, there's a left of Attila the Hun. Yeah. Well, I guess Maybe. now the Overton window has moved so far to the right, at least yeah. from the perspective of Tucker Carlson. That John Bolton is now a flaming liberal. I mean, it's so in keeping with the Roger Ailes regime, the former Roger Ailes style of Fox News Channel. Because remember, they did this all the time uh, during the Obama administration, where if something bad happened to a Republican, they would credit that bad Republican with a D after their name in the right. lower third Chiron, right? And so this God. seems to be that kind of thing, like, oh, John Bolton, he's just a flaming liberal who, for some reason, uh, was hired by Don. I don't know why he was hired, but oh, what a leftist. He's way out there with Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, apparently, <laughs> according to mm-hmm. Tucker Carlson. It doesn't make any sense. And then... Uh, Has he got a closed head wound? <laughs> Or something. I mean, I just, I don't understand. Like, I, I, again, it's like, okay, are you really this stupid or are you just lying? Hey, look. I mean, he, it's like the information he puts into that stream is like the equivalent of that horrible, like, hot diarrhea you get after too spicy food, you know? Like, yes. It's just spewing out into the world. And <laughs> Stephanie just... Miller, Stephanie Miller calls that gravel soup. <laughs> oh, man. That's, uh, yeah. Uh, Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I think the problem here is that, and this is the problem looking in from the outside, is that they've got a a captured audience. They know Mm -hmm. their crowd, and they know that their crowd will believe anything they say. So, John Bolton's a liberal. Okay, John Bolton's a liberal. Because I don't trust the fake news when they say that John Bolton is one of the most raging war hawk neocons on the goddamn planet. That's all fake. That's all the fake New York Times. He's like, I don't even believe in the UN. You can take off the top 39. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, like, and the only thing that he has in common with Bernie Sanders is the inability to operate a comb. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor, poor Geppetto. You know, maybe one day, maybe one Dude, day Pinocchio will become I mean, a real boy. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Uh, uh, Sebastian Gorka also weighed in on uh, the whole John Bolton thing. Greetings. Oh, I can't wait. Greetings. Yeah, uh, Sebastian (laughs) Gorka said that maybe he should become the next national security advisor. (laughs) I'm sorry. That was quite the guffaw. Here's here's the Gork man, the Gorkmeister, Sebastian (laughs) Gorka on his radio show, hence the massive amounts of compression on his voice. I have already made my official statement on Twitter and Facebook. Twitter. I have. Uh, a certain congressman said I should be the national, next national security advisor. I'd love to see that congressman tweet it out. That would be most amusing to watch the heads explode amongst the hey, Trump. Personal recommendation: It's the audio you just heard. <laughs> Secretary Pompeo. Secretary. Secretary Pompeo. Pompeo. Order. 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 Very rude. Very rude. theory about John Bolton. Now, because he's such a warmonger, as we know, he wanted to start a war with Iran, Uh Venezuela, North Korea. Guess who gets along with all those countries? Russia. Oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Well, that's just it. Uh, Donald Trump's uh, loyalty, obviously, to Vladimir Putin over his own national security advisor. I mean, I'm fine with John Bolton being gone because he's an abhorrent hu- human being. But the fact is we could get somebody worse. Yeah, and it's staring us right in the face because everything Donald Trump is doing right now is to benefit uh, Vladimir Putin and Russia. Right, um, and, and Russia gets along with Iran, they get along with North Korea, and they're getting along with Venezuela. And that's maybe why it'd be great to have Sebastian Gorka as Donald Trump's uh, national security advisor <laughs> Because Don- Gorka will just enable Donald Trump when it comes to Russia, and mm-hmm. uh, because he really is an empty vessel. I mean, he, oh my god! I, I yeah. really wish everyone needs to like Google and read his doctoral thesis. <laughs> There's seriously like whole pages of just like John, all work and no play makes you know John. It's just well. You, speaking yeah. of speaking of past writing, um, the uh, the hearings that were taking oh, place yesterday with uh, Steve Menashe, who's up for a federal judgeship. He's appointed by Donald Trump. Oh, that Trump. guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, raging racist on top of looking mm-hmm. like... Made to be played by Rachel Dratch. Well, no, either that or <laughs> Danny Danny DeVito as the Penguin. He, <laughs> either one. <laughs> Although Rachel Dratch is, is funnier. Uh, but yeah. You could really tell, though, this guy's green greenness that uh, like his eyes were wide with terror. <laughs> You know, I mean, and I really did enjoy that because it was kind of like, I mean, he was busted. I didn't think there were going to be questions during this. And even the yeah. Republicans, I mean, the guy, the uh, the Kennedy, uh, is it John Kennedy, isn't it? John Kennedy. John, yeah, Kennedy, John yeah, Kennedy, yeah, from, from, from Louisiana. Louisiana. Yeah, he went after him, too. He was, <laughs> he was doing the same thing. Like, I don't think you're being straight up with us today, Mr. Menashe. I think you need to answer a few questions here. Why don't you? And Menashe's like, I, 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 I mean, once again, all of these guys. My favorite moment, and my favorite moment was Lindsey Graham's Seinfeld thing, where he's like, "Well, this ethno-nationalism thing. Yeah, that's right. What's up with that? What's up? What's going on with that? It's almost like he'd worn an Adabid necklace a year too late in ninth grade, you know? And it's like, Heidi. What is up with that Adabee necklace? It is so 1983. What is up with that? I don't know what's up with that. What's up with that? He he looks terrible, by the way. It's good to see that whatever is happening to his conscience is like showing on the outside. Well, you know, Um, I also, going back to Gorka, you know... uh, I love the fact that please because I haven't done my imitation yet. Yeah, well, it's it's <laughs> it's c- continuously fascinating how these guys are okay with endangering national security because obviously he would be completely incompetent as national security advisor. Um, they're they're all into the and admittedly they're into the idea of elevating Sebastian Gorka just to own the libs, which seems to me as if that's more of an insult, like Sebastian Gorka insulting himself. Like, it would be so outrageous that I would ever be national security advisor that heads will explode. <laughs> oh, it would titillate me so to hear the liberals' heads exploding. Exploding. Nominated to national security advisor. <laughs> Uh, there's actually a brand new development in the uh, Alabama story here, and Noah, and all that, all that crap from uh, last week. Seems like now we're on what day fourteen or something like that. It's been more than two weeks since Donald Trump re- first received a map that may have shown bits of Alabama getting hit by Hurricane Dorian, and then five days later saying that after the map had changed, saying that, oh, yeah, it's still going to hit Alabama. I mean, this story goes on and on and on, but it's developing into a serious investigation. And yeah, as we established mm-hmm. on Tuesday's show, get in line for all of the felonies. I mean, it's just the list is getting longer yeah. and longer and longer, especially this week. And we've got a brand new development on that, and we're going to talk about all of the latest developments on Alabama right after these words. Hey, dude, being at the racetrack is a blast. High five. Whoa, man, uh, you can put your arm down now. What, you going to leave me hanging? Come on, bring it in for a hug. Uh, that's okay, man. We're cool. What's the matter? We're all buds, man. Uh, well, I, I hate to tell you, but I think you need to take a pit stop. What? I'm not driving a race car, man. No, pit stop. It's, uh, well, an all-natural deodorant that'll keep your pits from, uh, 
being the pits. Oh no, my pits are the pits. Hey, don't worry, man. Luckily, my pals over at Bubble Genius have you covered. They've created all natural stuff to help with summer stank. Everything from pit stop deodorant to cooling facial mist to talc-free body powders that leave you soft, not sweaty. Hey, cool. You said it. Bubble Genius keeps you cool all summer long. BubbleGenius.com Bob Seska can hear his heartbeat from a thousand miles and the heavens open every time he smiles and when I come to him that's where I belong yeah I'm running to him like a river song Give me love, 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 love. You give me crazy love. You give me love, 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 crazy love. Yeah, it's CC Grace. Another one of my favorites. Crazy love covering uh, Van Morrison here from So Far Away, Songs of the 70s. Link in the description on day one of the impeachment of Donald Trump. Yes. I know. Oh my God. At long last, we're underway. Um, So Trump, apparently, we can add this to uh, the articles of impeachment, I believe, that Trump ordered his staff to order NOAA officials Mm -hmm. to correct a statement in which they contradicted his stupid fucking thing uh, about Alabama and and Hurricane Dorian. So this came down. I mean, we heard uh, last week that it, it was Wilbur Ross, possibly, who ordered Noah to defend Donald Trump with this statement, reverse what they had said earlier about uh, Hurricane Dorian and the path that it was going to take. And now we're finding out uh, through both the Washington Post and the New York Times, each individually corroborating this, that it was Trump himself who said, oh, you got you to gotta help me out because I fucked up on Alabama. So please, please lie to the public about where that hurricane was headed, you know? And that's just, again, I, I can't emphasize this enough. We are headed into a very severe uh, portion of the climate crisis where we already know that it's underway. And we're already starting to see all the indicators of it, all the wildfires, Hurricane Dorian itself, uh, you know, and everything in between. Uh, just insane Algae weather blooms. conditions. Yeah. You know, people's yeah. dogs in the south, I don't know if it's happening in other places, but freshwater ponds that have normally been safe for dogs to swim in for years are yeah. growing this toxic algae. Mm-hmm. And people's dogs just jump in the water and swim around and just keel over dead. Oh, Jesus, God. That's terrible. Yeah, that's fucking horrifying. Oh my God! Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's. And how you can't swim off the coast of Florida or anything in the Gulf right now because of Vibrio vinificus, the flesh-eating bacteria. Yeah, I, I mean, um, swimming in any natural body of water is just a non-starter for me. I, there's just no way I'm going in the ocean. I mean, I, I swam in the ocean when I lived in Hawaii because it was in the middle of the Pacific right. Ocean, and how bad could that possibly be? It was. It, oh, it was well, beautiful only and a garbage clear. patch nine times the size of Texas out there, but you know. Yeah. Well, nowhere near Hawaii necessarily. It was a giant ocean. <laughs> But I mean, what a great time to undermine the integrity of Noah, right? Right as we're in the early stages of the climate crisis. Yeah, when the public absolutely needs an organization with integrity to be able to deliver to the public all of its forecasts and warnings and so on. And Donald Trump, again, scooting his taint on everything he finds. <laughs> and Ew, once again, my retina. <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Um, but you know the good news is the House Committee on Science, Space, and Technology has now opened an investigation into Wilbur Ross pressuring the acting administrator of NOAA uh, to support Trump's false claim about Hurricane Dorian. The committee also demanded documents and information related to the unsigned statement that NOAA issued that was perceived as a rebuking of its own scientists for contradicting Trump's claim that Dorian would hit Alabama harder than anticipated. I mean, this is the most ridiculous story. I I would put it in the top 10 of the most ridiculous Trump stories. Maybe not the most tragic and dangerous and destructive stories, although it's pretty close on that list too um, mm, Puerto but, but, Rico would have something to say about that yeah, yeah I agree but the, at the same time uh, with this in particular this was a just a rank fuck up five days after they uh, they reported that it may hit Alabama maybe possibly five days later after the map had changed several times he still said it was going to hit Alabama now he's trying desperately to retcon this to the point where two weeks in 
He's still doing it. He's still fucking that chicken. He cannot stop. <laughs> I love that expression so much. Me too. You keep fucking That's that chicken. That's my new favorite expression. I like it. You never seen that clip? It was like a, I don't know what the woman was thinking. She was on like broadcast local news. Yeah. And the guy finished a report from the state fair or something. And I think he was plucking chickens. Yeah. Or something. And she said, thanks, Bill. Have a good night. You keep fucking that chicken. <laughs> <laughs> that was it was a TV moment that will live forever a and wonderful yeah, thing he, now I can't remember what we were talking about right before well we were talking about Noah and how Donald Trump keeps fucking that chicken on Alabama <laughs> He's doing it right now. Yeah, really, Alabama. it's unicorn hunting. I'm telling you, he's yeah, gonna t- next thing he's gonna send ice out to find like you know Sasquatch. Like, he's gonna send ice out to <laughs> find the Yeti. That's right, and then he's gonna put the Yeti in a cage. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he'll separate the Yeti from its family. That's exactly right, and the poor Yeti children. left by themselves. Um, Okay, so the Republican Party continues to exploit 9-11 for its own political scams. Um, Yesterday, the Republicans in the North Carolina House... I mean, unfucking believable. Uh-huh. These people. I mean, you remember? We all remember. We were all watching as they spent, you know, a good eight years, maybe more, condemning every Democrat who gave George W. Bush the side eye as being with the terrorists and unpatriotic and America love it or leave it. The the same bullshit uh, bumper stickers that we we've heard for years. That's what they uh, were doing uh, in the wake of 9-11, exploiting it in order to embolden the Republican Party. I mean, the Republican Party branded 9-11, post-9-11 patriotism and 9-11 itself. If you saw the any of the proceedings in the 2004 Republican convention, there's a great example of it, where it was just, it was all 9-11, all Saddam Hussein, all Osama bin Laden all the time, all fear-mongering all the time at that convention. A bunch okay, so of- what did the Republicans do in North Carolina? Well, they held a vote in North Carolina. Are you moving me along, T-Rex? Is that what you're doing? <laughs> a little. Get to the point, Bob. Uh, well, I had an onion on my belt. <laughs> Which was the style at the, at the time. time. <laughs> oh, man. Well, you get me started on one of my wheelhouse topics, and I can't shut up. So, uh, But what happened in North Carolina, actually, is the... Democrats in the North Carolina House, the state house, went obviously. Went to a 9-11 memorial. It was, uh, yeah, they went to a, a 9-11 memorial service. And while they were away, the Republicans in the North Carolina House overrode the Democratic governor's veto of their stupid goddamn budget. And mm-hmm. holy fucking shit. God damn it! What a, what a goddamn atrocity. What a way to exploit North Carolina 9/11. Republicans are shit on a devil's heel. Yeah, they really are. Right now. They really, really are. Georgia Republicans are just as bad, but I mean, it's a special, I don't know, it's a race. Yeah. I mean, because when you consider the fact that my governor is someone who like openly, brazenly, before all the world, stole the race. Yeah. And we all just sort of acknowledge that, but Mm -hmm. no one's doing anything. This is what is really like overall just kind of slowly making me crazy in the Trump era. It's it's just like no one's doing anything. Nope. I mean, I understand that we're formally launching the articles of impeachment today or answer asking questions. Oh, don't, don't silly voice away the impeachment, (laughs) T-Rex. But I just, somebody needs to go in there today and be like, get out of that freaking chair. You're unqualified and you're hurting the country. And I mean... I don't know who has the authority to do that. Yeah. But I would almost at this point welcome a military coup. And that they're just like, <laughs> you are fucking us up. And make it, because I mean, it can't be worse. At least, you know, the military is going to be interested in defending the country from Russia. A military coup would be far worse than having this doofus in the White House, I think. I, I just, uh, on the yeah. surface, just spitballing. Yeah, I think it would be far worse. Not only to have a coup. Uh, which therefore would make it kind of legal unless Donald Trump fought back against it, which he probably would, but with what army? At the same time, uh, you know... I mean, he needs to be, like, arrested today. Just for the things we've seen in the New York Times about, like... Uh, him telling people break the law if you have to and I'll pardon yeah. you. Yeah. It's like he has to be stopped before he interferes any further with the flow of justice in the United mm-hmm. States. Yeah. And it I just I, I think you know what I going back to what I was saying before, I think more of the democratic presidential candidates need to say exactly that. They need to yep. again Throw the gloves off. Go after this guy. He's immensely unpopular right now. Now's the time to destroy him. 
I mean, own Finish it. Finish him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but going back to the North Carolina situation, there was the, obviously we had the special election on Tuesday. Uh, didn't quite go the way I was hoping it would go, but still, it's serious trouble for the Republicans. I think uh, uh, Dan Bishop won by, what was it, uh, two points, maybe one point? Uh, separating it's obviously him good and McCready. news for John McCain. Yeah, well, <laughs> right. But it's actually <laughs> it's actually bad news. Bad news for the Republican. Bad news for Donald Trump himself. Because remember, in 2016, Donald Trump uh, won that district by 11 points. Uh, the Democratic uh, uh, member of the House down there at the same time won in 2016 by something like 17 points. I mean, it's funny watching Twitter the other day uh, because. The North Carolina third, which, by the way, was really confusing to see those results coming up all the time when no one gave a shit about the North Carolina third election. Mm -hmm. MSNBC was like making me shit myself every time a result from the North Carolina third would come up. I go, oh, fuck, what is that? Oh, it's the third. But I mean, that that particular race, Donald Trump was crowing about that victory, too. You know, uh, the margin of victory for the Republican in, in 2018 in the North Carolina third the margin of victory for the Republican, uh, Walter Jones, I want to say, 100%. Margin of victory was 100 <laughs> You know why? Because there was no Democrat contesting that seat. Exactly. That's how safe Republican it was. And Donald Trump's there going, we finally pulled one out, the North Carolina third, we're so great. Uh, I no. also saw reporting that they gained two seats. They just kept two seats. Yeah, they kept two seats, mm-hmm. and that was bullshit, too. That was bad reporting. But, I mean, here's yeah. here's the overview of the, the results of the North Carolina 9th, which, again, yes, kind of still bad news for Donald Trump. But if you look at it by the details, it, you can't help but to go, what the fuck? I mean, the Democrat Dan McCready, a Marine platoon leader in Iraq, for God's sake, an Iraq war veteran, uh, meanwhile, the Republicans confessed. Did you watch his campaigns, though? His campaign appearances and stuff. He was trying to run too much in the middle. No, well, he was trying to be like a Republican Democrat. Well, that, I mean, the, regardless, I mean, that, yeah, I mean, uh, he was probably taking the temperature of a district that was heavily Republican. So he's got to run as a moderate if he wants to get as close as he got. But the fact is that a Marine platoon leader in Iraq, uh, uh, you know, ostensibly a war hero coming back from George W. Bush's Iraq war uh, as a Democrat uh, can't win in the North Carolina 9th against a Republican who, by the way, only ran for election because the Republicans confessed to cheating in the previous election less than a year ago. So, of course, the voters of the North Carolina 9th elected the Republican. It just doesn't make any well. Only thirty-five percent of the people, only thirty-five percent of the electorate voted, and that's what's wrong. Oh yeah, well, that's what that I'm too. talking about. Yeah. When you have this milk toasty, almost Republican Democrat, people don't get fired up. Well, people have got to understand that blood has to pump to get people to the polls. Well, the, and they have to make their hearts race. Certainly, that's part of um, maybe not having uh, gotten out the vote as well as they should, and, and that's a big fucking deal. And that part of the blame should go to the Dan McCready campaign. But at the same time, man, here's the thing: Donald Trump could body slam a kitten on live national television. And he can still win next year if, God damn it, Democrats don't start out hustling on turnout. I mean, we've got to do it. That's one of the reasons why we lost in 2016. It was a turnout problem, maybe depressed by Russia. We, you know, there are all kinds of factors that went into that. But, but ultimately, it came down to the Democrats getting out-hustled on uh, turnout, on get out the vote. And that is a serious, serious problem. That is a serious problem when it comes to younger voters in the Democratic Party. And it's just an ongoing, uh, I think, a, a, a real crisis within the Democratic Party that we just can't, especially in the age of Donald Trump. I mean, there should have been Democrats lined up for blocks, from even from surrounding districts, trying, <laughs> trying to get in and vote, maybe. I, I, Obviously, and Not rightfully careful, getting careful. Well, rightfully Someone's getting take that you know, out of context <laughs> and be like, Bob Seska is an urgent. Newsmax will grab that, Bob. Yeah, no, that's not what I'm what I'm saying at all. But I'm, what I'm saying is, from a conceptual point of view, there should have been so much enthusiasm to oust a candidate, uh, Dan Bishop, who is basically a Donald Trump impersonator. I mean, what does it take? What does it take for Democrats to go out and fucking vote for a change? 35% passion. voter turnout. It's fucking- it takes passion. It takes people yeah. who may be a little ahead of the curve progressive-wise, but who are f- red-blooded, ready to fight, 
yeah. you know, Ayanna Presley's. Well, we always um, we always turn out we always turn out for the big elections, the big presidential right. elections. We did very very well in 2018 as well. But when it comes to smaller elections, special elections, we go. Why bother? Oh, is there was there an election yesterday? We always come up um, t- twenty four hours too late. It's like when they pass some when they do something dastardly. When the Republicans pass a piece of legislation, we're always like, oh, what? What did they do? Oh my god! <laughs> we're suddenly Pretend outraged. Pretend you're a trans person, yeah, living in North Carolina, mm-hmm. trying to decide who to vote for, yeah. And this McCready guy keeps mouthing Republican talking points. Mm-hmm. You can already tell he is an inch deep ally, if at all. Well, you know what? That's also a problem for Democrats, and I'll tell you why. Because we have to start growing up. If a Democrat seems a little bit moderate, so be it. It's better than the fucking Trump clone who actually won. I mean, we Mm -hmm. have to start thinking smart about this. We're not always going to get 100% pure candidates. I'm playing devil's advocate here. I know you're playing devil's advocate, but it's it's a purity test, and we've got to stop applying the purity test. Otherwise, we're going to keep losing, losing, losing. But when you vote for someone, like, you know, I voted for Bill Clinton, and then he punted on same-sex marriage. I felt personally betrayed. You know, like, I... I voted for you, you know, and you're just like, oh, these issues don't matter. Yeah. I mean, I understand like all politics is personal. Yeah. And so if you don't feel like someone's got your back, I mean, I understand. I completely hear you and you're absolutely right. And you are right. You should vote for the Democrat no matter what. Hold your nose. It's for the same reason that you put your bags of sugar in Ziploc in the (laughs) South in the summertime (laughs) is to keep the goddamn vermin out. Yeah. But, um, you know, uh, it's not always easy to make those distinctions, especially when you feel threatened. Well, it should um, be easier. I mean, I understand the idea of uh, Democratic politicians disappointing us. We're a big tent party. That's the way it's always been, and that's the way it always is going to be. I would rather be a big tent party than to be, you know, a tiny, teeny, tiny faction of of purists. And so in that regard, yes, there are going to be decisions made by Democratic politicians that we don't always like and that are, will be personally hurtful. But at the same time, elections are a binary choice, especially mm-hmm. going into 2020. It is either not Trump or Trump. You right. have two choices. You either vote for someone who isn't Donald Trump or you vote for Donald Trump. If you stay home, you're voting for Donald Trump. You vote for a third party, you're voting for Donald Trump. That's yep. the way it goes. That is the reality of life and politics right there. And I, I just, I feel like we need... I do to- find it encouraging that it looks like, I mean, every single top Democrat beats him in, in the polls, usually very... As angry. long as we show up. Nationally. <laughs> Nationally. Nationally. Yeah, and that that's my other thing with the polls. I'm just disregarding yeah. the polls. I used to do the polgasm thing all the time and follow who was up, who was down. At this point, it, it doesn't seem to matter because what they're doing, what the Trump people are doing, and apparently six foot eight Brad Parscale. I had no idea that he was six foot eight until Kimberly Ew. told me yesterday. But it, he's four inches taller than I am, which is intimidating okay. to me, uh, even as douchey as he is. But the, the fact is, is that those oh, guys. I think. Oh, there you go. Go get right your back. your package. But I mean. Now we can talk about him behind yes, his back. Yes, let's talk about him behind his back. <laughs> no one to interrupt you, Jody. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Bob. <laughs> Well, ultimately, Brad Parscale is playing money ball. That's what my point right. was. And they're looking at the Electoral College. The only way Donald Trump mm-hmm. wins is if they game out the Electoral College and win mm-hmm. just the right combination of states. So that's exactly what they're going to be doing. And so um, in any of these national polls that we're getting, yeah, it's a photograph in time. It's a, you know, kind of a look and kind of generally where we are. But as far as being a predictor of, of the ultimate outcome, we're not going to know unless we until we start getting state-by-state polls uh, until we start to see how the Electoral College is going to suss out because it's really going to come ultimately down to that. Unless Donald Trump continues to implode and dwindle down his 40% down into the 20s, 
um, which is also possible too. So I mean, it's just like it's wide open when you when you have the uh, you know. In fact, uh, I interviewed Ed Bot yesterday uh, from ZDNet, and it's just a great Twitter follow as far as liberal politics go and everything. But um, you know, he was calling what I normally call the the fire hose of news. He was just going right out with the obscenity fire hose of bullshit. You know, the fire hose of bullshit. Everything changes moment to moment, and it's like the the weather in Hawaii or something like that. You just can wait five minutes, and the weather's going to change. Um, and that's what's happening with politics now. So you look at these polls, and yeah, you, oh, this is what it looks like in this block of five minutes. But you know, what's it going to look like in the block of five minutes on the day before uh, November third, twenty twenty? That's the real uh, important measure in all of this. So there you go. <sighs> All right. Well, there's lots more. We live that long. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Lots more to talk about. We're going to push everything over into the postmortem show. Continue the conversation on our Patreon page, BobSuskaShow.com. Remember, we're still uh, trying to get to a thousand subscribers, and it's more difficult than I ever possibly imagined. I had no idea that picking up another 50 or 60 subscribers over on Patreon was going to be such a long haul, but we're doing it. We're getting closer. We just need uh, some more. Always need some more. Go to bobseska.com or bobseskashow.com, patreon.com slash bobseskashow as well. And sign up to our Patreon page for a minimum of $1 a month. My God, $1 a month. You'll hardly miss a dollar a month. That's pennies per episode of the show. Uh, Plus, you get all kinds of additional bonus materials. By the way, I've been adding, or starting today, I'm going to be adding... Uh, my uh, some of my banter stuff that is also behind a paywall and that'll be available on our Patreon page for $10 subscribers and $15 subscribers so if you want that stuff uh, there's another uh, bonus feature for you on our Patreon page but thank you for signing up if you already I have. enjoyed that one today by the way the fact check on Trump and 9-11 that was very important oh, yeah. and I did not know that Chaz was a Ground Zero worker yes he was he was down at Ground Zero he did a lot of covering of Ground Zero for MSNBC uh, but he also did some uh, some rubble clearing as well unlike Donald wow. Trump who lied about it fucking cool. Uh, meanwhile, you can listen to Jody Hamilton's podcast at from-the-bunker.com, also at sexyliberal.com. The entire roster of sexy liberal programs uh, are available there. It's Jody Hamilton's From the Bunker podcast, Stephanie Miller's Happy Hour, Randy Rhodes After Hours, Dino Badala's I Want to Be Your Muslim Friend, Sanity with John Fugel saying the final word with Frangela, the great rude pundit Dana Goldberg, uh, Proud Resistor, and uh, a cast of thousands. Again, that's sexyliberal.com. Uh, meanwhile, the T-Rex Report can be found at patreon.com slash the T-Rex Report. And you can follow all of the ups and downs, the highs and lows, the endless drama of Compromat Band at facebook.com slash Compromat. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't know why I said all I that. you're shit. actually referring to my life, not my band. <laughs> That's it's it. so Thank funny. You. I've always told people I have like a crazy, crazy life and a really calm band. It's weird. <laughs> That's great. Uh, I still I still love that album. I can't wait to get the official final mixed and mastered version of the Compromat album. All right, Postmortem shows up next. After Party tomorrow with Kimberly Johnson. See you over there, folks. Bye-bye. Hey, this is Jody Hamilton. Hey, that's host me. Host of the podcast From the Bunker. If you enjoyed this episode, you'll love my show where every week Sean Barton, David Shockett, and I discuss politics, sports, pop culture, that show on HBO that I don't watch. <laughs> Find it at sexyliberal.com and on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and everywhere else you get your podcasts.